A jilted Kelly took revenge on Fran. Maryland choked on their own pudding, and MSU gets the fabled double bye. We're looking at a perfect 10. What could go wrong? You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can dance. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the guy who puts human in diet human growth hormone, Kevin Greck, <laughs> and the only living Spartan still worried we're not going dancing, Alex Plum. Uh, Plum, <laughs> put your dancing shoes on, buddy. Tap, tap dancing. Oh. How are you both doing? Uh, it's been quite a weekend of sports where the outcomes have been strangely beneficial to MSU. Like, I don't trust mm. it. I don't want this much good juju now. I want to save some of this for two weeks yeah, from now. That's right. And uh, Do you think we could have sacrificed BT Jordan to the NFL, like, in a couple weeks? Yeah, it didn't have to be this time. So, I, mm, mm, some- but we'll see. Yeah, some weird shit did have to happen for us to get the double buy. And as of recording time, we don't quite know if we're a three or four seed, though all signs point to four. Uh, that is striking. It so was, It took a lot for that to end up happening in the in the rat maze of the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, I know some folks will say you're like, oh, you know, why don't you just win games instead of rooting for people to lose? But the 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 field was so stacked so closely together that and Rutgers let us not forget took that from us that's you never forget we wanted to win games or right. have the opportunity to and that's right and Rutgers you know Rutgers. use their clout they with the Big the Ten yes the Rutgers huh. use their their clout with the Big Ten such that it is just to uh, to make sure that uh, good things didn't happen to for MSU but but fate had other ideas and it mm. all worked out okay in the long run. <laughs> and the big lull came with a Minnesota win. First of the conference season? I think they had had two. Oh, okay. All right. Already. Rarified air nonetheless. Uh, anyway, uh, folks, thank you, of course, for listening. We are going to talk uh, a bit more sports, but if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans Your Life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Seriously, plump. Cue the music. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Um, Greg, I think you did most of the outline. So Plum, uh, tell the folks, what's the structure of the show? Folks, it is March. And in March, basketball always leads. When we head behind the green wall, we'll be talking about Nebraska. We'll be talking about Ohio State. Two games we both remember completely and haven't forgotten anything about. <laughs> we promise. We have terrible news when we get to football. Really shameful. But don't worry. Hockey and gymnastics will make up for it. Then this podcast heads off Grand River, where we're going to do some laughing at the former dean of the MSU Business College. Not sure what we're previewing, but we might just go for it. And then we'll answer your Twitter questions. We'll preview like five different teams because that's what the people want to hear. <laughs> that's what they want to hear. That's why they listen. With, with the gusto that you brought last week, it'll be over in a flash. Uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> let's head behind. <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, let's head behind the green wall. And uh, yeah, let's 
chat about that Nebraska game. If you both will recall, uh, Mm -hmm. this was a tale of two halves. The uh, MSU could not hit the broadside of a barn in the state of Nebraska. uh, And just, I think it was Joey Hauser in the first half who kept them in the game with some some key threes to make it a down yep. 12 to Nebraska at the half. Um, and then MSU seemingly just could not miss in the second half. Uh, yeah. It was incredible. I mean, it, this it, was a it, offensive performance and a half. Like they had seen. Yes. Two, two uh, AJ Hogard, three point makes from not straight on at the top no, of the key. So, are you talking about the Nebraska game? I don't think. You're oh, about the who knows? Game. We don't even remember. Oh, Nobody does what? Who? What? It, who? At hibbity bibbity. No, yes. In fact, AJ went zero for one from three point in this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> but do you know who didn't go zero for one on three points? Joey Hauser, Tyson Walker, and Jaden Akins. Each of them scoring over fifty percent from three, and that was delicious. Including Joey Hauser, six for eleven. Six oh, for eleven. God. I mean, it is I mean, full of hay. Is it all that surprising? It's not. Mm. His seven combined boards, though, were tied for leading with Matty Sissoko. Joey Hauser had another fucking fantastic night. 20 points, led the scoring for this team. Uh, and the team on the whole, six for seven on free throws, which for me is the only statistic I've ever cared about. We should, we should have known. Was it raining this week in Nebraska? Like, we should have known. It, it would have been very he wet. Was going back to his people yep. where he the belongs. The dampest of hay. The dampest yeah. of hay. So damp. Uh, yeah. Um, AJ Hogard uh, also set, uh, came in third all time for a single, se- a single game assists with 14 assists. 14. That's huh. not with, uh, did not include the supposed home cooking of the Breslin scorekeeper. Uh, <laughs> so that was a, uh, a 14 to one uh, turnover to assist ratio or assist to turnover ratio. Yeah. Um, three boards of steel, 10 points. Like AJ had himself a game, uh, yeah. which has been, I, I mean, I will say the, I think, I think we talked about it last week. I remain concerned that AJ Hogarth does not start games as focused as he needs to be. And he didn't mm. hear either. Oftentimes passes were not where they needed to be. They were, you know, to an open guy, but they were not in the shooter's pocket. Nebraska yep. was able to close out. Um, but that, I actually would be super curious what the split was between the first half and the second half on his assist numbers. Cause it was a, it, I, in fact, Tom Izzo said at the half or after the game, rather that AJ came in at the half and said, that's the worst I've ever played. And, yeah. uh, and said, that's on me. And that's the accountability though, that, that you want to see from from the leader of your team. Well, in fact, it's the only accountability that Tom ever really cares about. Was this the game where they kind of went off on their own at halftime and had that their own little, was that this game or was that the week before that was reported in the press? I think they had a players only meeting after the Iowa game. Okay. But I think someone could check me on this. I'm fairly certain though, that like Tom and AJ went off into an ante room somewhere And had to come to Jesus at halftime of this game. And so that might be where that accountability conversation, as you say, took place. Because that is legitimately the only thing that Tom cares about. Yeah. Um, uh, other 
Uh, Tyson Walker, uh, three for four from behind the arc, 19 points, five rebounds, two assists, three turnovers, which you don't love, but, you know, whatever. Uh, when you and put in Jackson Kohler give him pretty good minutes as well. Yeah, so Jackson and Madi. Madi's not going to show up in the point line uh, in, in the same way, but seven boards to Plum's point. Both both guys in their own, like Jackson had, I think, a better first half. Madi a substantially better second half. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was Madi doing the hustle things, right? Like if, and, and you've seen that actually in the Ohio State game too, where it was, Mati's controlling the controllable, right? It is, uh, mm-hmm. what was it that Draymond Green was yelling at Gabe Brown about? The the idea that like, you're not going to outwork me, right? Yeah. Because you can control that. And so you may be faster, you may be stronger, you may be a better shooter, but you are not going to outwork me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And and you're seeing that from Mati right now in a in a way that is encouraging because it is clear the dude lost some confidence at some point this season. Yep. So, hmm. Um, I also feel a bit weird. This was a big win and I feel weird feeling that way about Nebraska. Hmm. <laughs> well, Nebraska had been playing pretty well at home. If I recall, um, I think undefeated in the month of February or maybe one loss. There we go. There's some qualifiers for you. Uh, but still, I mean, these wins on the road in the big 10, they're not something. easy. Yes. Yeah. They're not gimmies. And this is the rule. I mean, look at Nebraska just let Iowa have it. That's fantastic. That's the kind of shit you want to see happen. So, um, and you love to see it because, uh, and for folks who weren't paying attention, uh, when Michigan State played uh, Iowa, Fran McCaffrey had that uh, absolutely insufferable stare down with Kelly Pfeiffer. Uh, and I think it is lovely to think that Kelly did get his opportunity to uh, call a couple offensive charges and some other heinous bullshit just to fuck with Fran and good for him. Uh, anyway, I love it. Love to see it. And the Big Ten's no joke. So, love it. Happy. Uh, shall we talk about Senior Day? Uh, Ohio State game. Yes. Let's do that, Michael. Uh, did um, you guys hear AJ Hogard had two threes in this game from not at the top of the key? Like you're so stupid. You're so that stupid. That was the most important thing. That's what we should really be focused on, that it happened in this game. And I'm this was the game. Right yep. now. Good job. So so now that you're, you're back in your groove and leading the discussion off correctly, uh, what other things? This is how I do my previews. I can do my, my uh, post-game follow-ups the same way that I do my previews and apply the same vigor mm. vim and vigor really uh i mean is AJ, it safe though, to say that this game was a it got a little bit stressful i guess down the down the end but it felt yeah. a little bit like i think i tweeted out the austin powers reference of like why won't you die, die. Yes. yeah like yes. W- yes. why are you just hanging in there i, I gotta give ohio state credit for that that they took those body blows and they're in the situation that they are and they didn't just roll over but at the same time i, I don't think i ever expected we were gonna lose this game uh, hmm. so uh this one was massive though like hauser two games in a row massive games hogard huge game but in like a 
contributing in a different way. Yep. Although, no, still seven assists and one turnover. So that's a massive number of assists over two games. That's 21 assists, two turnovers over two games. Um, Yeah, 23 points against Ohio State. Um, And I think if I can just jump in on on AJ's, like, to your point, Kevin, it, it, it was about what AJ playing with or taking what was given to him. Right. So certainly being a pass first guy, but this game had opportunities to just drive the lane and did like yeah. just took it. Yeah. Anyway. Four for five on those shots at the, at the rim and hit those clutch free throws at the end of the game as well. 11 mm-hmm. or nine for 11 on those uh, free throw shots. So, um, I mean, it was about the seniors, though, this game, right? It was about Walker and Hauser. And Hall. And yeah, Williams but it was about Walker and Hauser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did anyone feel a little bad that uh, Walker gets the one more year chance and Hall's sort of over there in the corner like, what about me, you guys? What well, you that has to mean something, right? Do you, do you think it's because people assume... Walkers Hall's or uh, uh, Hall's coming back. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that. Yeah. Are you guys assuming I, this? I is am. Big... I am. He's not had us. This has not been his best season ever by any means. I don't know what cachet he's proven to the league or any scout. I think he absolutely would benefit from a full uninjured, theoretically uninjured year. He's not started since October. Good point. It's a good point. He's sort of that sixth man off the off the bench. Um, but, no shade, but you know it's my guy. But what do we need to do to get Walker to come back for another year? Because I want him to take every shot ever for the rest of time. Like, well, yes, until the heat death of the universe. Of the universe, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want uh, Tyson Walker taking all of our shots. That's um, that is correct. So the um, thing to worry about with Tyson Walker coming back is Jade Nakins. Ah. I mean, really? Huh. I. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. Jade Nakins, in in fairness, I, I, what are his stats over the last three games? I put him in here. I mean, they're good. Seventeen He's points, shooting seventy-one percent from three. Uh, 17 points per game, uh, 71% from three or like, and, and is driving to the hole better. Walker coming back does kind of get in the way of Jaden Akins. Um, that said, I'm, I I don't mean to like throw water on it because I love Tyson Walker. I want to see all the Tyson Walker. I mean, I think of Jaden Akins as more of a three than a two. Like I don't, so what about if Malik Hall comes back then? I would take Jade Nakins over Malik Hall. Maybe Jade Nakins is one of the reasons why Malik Hall does not come back. Hmm. Sure. I mean, I some constructive pressure, any. some constructive pressure for both of them would be a good thing. We've seen yeah. that we can play with two theoretical point guards in Tyson and AJ. In fact, the team is better for having both. We're we're there's no way Joey comes back, right? Can Joey come back? Joey and become can't. the first Joey, player to kiss the S three times. Three times. <laughs> Joey Joey could come back. Joey could come back. I mean, listen, Joey, Joey's not coming back. Hold on a second. 
Six years ago, when we first started talking about Joey Hauser, before we were even recording this, we've actually been, you guys, have we been talking about Joey Hauser for as, I think I've been talking about Joey Hauser for as long as I've been on the podcast. Have you been talking about Joey Hauser for as long as you've been on the podcast? No. Has I Joey mean, Hauser been the only him. consistent in this podcast over the last four uh, maybe, years? Maybe we would have been talking about him uh, as a recruit. No, because he he uh, transferred. It would have been his sit out year, I think, if we were. Yeah. I think what I'm saying is if Joey Hauser doesn't come back, this podcast is officially over. Ka- kaput. Uh, yeah, because he would have been on that. Uh, he would have been on the Cassius uh, Tillman team, right? And had to sit yes. that year out. Yep. He would have been on that team as in like at the end of the bench with the warmups on. Speaking of guys that are at the end of the bench with the warmups on, um, I don't think we've talked about this that much, but uh, as long as we're talking roster stuff, this was almost certainly Pierre Brooks last game, right? Fair to say. He just yes, so. Well, he's not a senior. I what a disappointment. Now, I want to talk about this. Uh, maybe actually, maybe now is not the time. Now is not the time. Let's let's not let's not talk about it right now. I mean, in he the only game that he hasn't played all year was at Michigan, um, but he hasn't had more than ten minutes in a game since Ohio State uh, at Ohio State, um, and before that it was at Purdue in January. So we're talking just a diminishingly small role on this team and a guy that um, seems to be checked out. Yeah. Judging from the bench. Uh, I just, I want to get into it at some point. I'm thinking probably toward like the end of the actual season. Once we're national champions. Um, Of course. I just, I, I have a lot to think about with him. I'm very, very upset. And now is not the time to get into it, I don't think. Either way, it, we'll talk more roster because, you know, there's obviously a loaded class coming in. Uh, season's not over yet. Uh, and because, um, Plum, we're going to the NIT. Is that where we're going? That's that's where we're going. Yep. The oh. NIT. The big, the big Nance. Is that because it. we turned down the college invitation tournament or whatever? Yes. We, we didn't have the, the money for it. Invitational, the CBI. Yes, we, yeah. we couldn't afford it. It's an expensive tournament to go to. Are you guys... Really not looking forward to the day where we have to figure out what it means to be in the NIT and how it works and how like home <laughs> games work. Like in mm. our entire lives, basically, yes. we have not played in the NIT. No, <laughs> like, we were single digit years old, I believe, the last time MSU played the in the wow. NIT. That's incredible. Wow. But uh. uh, I, yeah, I mean. And you, there are reasons to be optimistic that we're through the lull. Right. Right. Yep. So, I mean, so we'll, we've got plenty of time out, all summer to kind of talk about where the this NIT. fits in Tom Izzo's. Mm-hmm. We got to see what this team's full resume looks like. Yep. Uh, but we got to, we've got all summer to talk about where this fits. This fits in the pantheon. We got Twitter questions, power rankings to deal with. Games. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <gasps> Ooh, I can't wait. That that's always when the, like the weather is nice and it's lighter out at night. Mm, what a great season in this podcast. I'm surprised. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Never mind. 
so uh, other uh, lots of folks who need to make a decision. It, it's an interesting one because it's not only for themselves, but it, it does affect you know a future team. Um, and you know, in college, teams change, right? There's turnover. That's natural sort of progression of things. But someone who is staying constant, Stefan Izo, will Izzo. be returning <laughs> for a. Fifth, fifth, fifth year. Fifth, fifth year. Fifth year. The quest, the quest um, for a point. For a point continues. <laughs> I hope that it's a 30 for 30 someday. I really do. <laughs> he deserves if, it. We deserve it for him. Everyone deserves this. I wonder if the in the media guide, deep, deep in the media guide, there's a table that shows the most minutes played in an MSU basketball uniform without scoring at all. Oh my God. That's awful. Cause he has played some, he's played some garbage time. Uh, it's a good question. I think, yes, he, he had some games earlier this year that he actually contributed to, right? Yeah. Um, no, he has not scored this year. No. Yes, he has. He's got uh, he's got points against Oakland and Buffalo. Steven did. Uh, uh, Whitens. Oh, Whitens. And four points against Portland, and that those were big minutes. He played sixteen minutes that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to doubt you. Um. Well, um. This is great. It. it this has been. Uh, this group of seniors. Come back or no, I I do think is yet another group that we'll look back on. Actually, I think this is a group that I will be sad that they're leaving because they've seemingly been really good Spartans. Yeah, um, indeed. So completely agree. And Joey's yep. put up with a lot. So yeah. Uh, and and Tyson, uh, we learned from uh, uh, you know reading his lips that um, talk some trash. And he's got, you got to have that dog in him. BDE, baby. Big dog energy energy is correct. Well done, you. I just got big dog for sure. Uh, All (laughs) right. Like any of that. (laughs) Should we we go on to football? Uh, First off, last thing on basketball, we are up to number three Ken Palm team in the Big Ten. Just throwing that out there. Wow. Not this seeding thing. Not a complete fluke. What? But if we end up number four in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. uh, all right. <laughs> like, I think that's actually where many folks projected us. Uh, top yeah. of the middle of the Big Ten. It all oh. comes back. Izzo always comes back around. Water finds its level, right? Wow. Michigan could be perfect like level. Ken Palm 40 and not make the tournament. That's hilarious. Oof. Such a shame. Such a Oof. shame. What Where's a shame. Ohio State these guys. Ohio State's down to 57. Funny how they start winning and then they they drop in the Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. We did, we're not here to read Ken Palm. Should we talk about football or hockey? Let's do football first and then we'll do get football more first. Good news. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, uh, in the middle of senior day, enjoying the game, hmm. hop on the old Twitter machine for a second to find out 
that Brandon Jordan, pass rush specialist from Michigan State Spartans, is joining the Seattle Seahawks as a pass rush specialist. Uh, It is reported that other college programs came sniffing around and MSU did what it needed to do to make sure that that wasn't an issue. Uh, But the NFL is a different beast. Uh, and so, uh, this is interesting for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that the top talent in the most recent recruiting class was largely around the D line. Uh, the top talent in the transfer portal that was recruited to Michigan state was in the D line. And it was all to work with Brandon Jordan. We are in on a five-star. We're in on. Doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. A, uh, a five-star uh, recruit in the class of 2024 that is not wishing the best. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you for indulging us. Uh, and, um, you know, whether you know whether it BT, if he had stayed at Michigan State, would have ultimately produced, you know, a tenacious beast on the line his short time here did show a very obvious impact on recruiting. And Mm -hmm. now you have to worry for dudes who are early enrolled spring is a time that they can leave. Um, People who could, could leave uh, and then certainly could leave uh, after the next season. So retaining the talent that BT Jordan brought is also going to be a challenge. It doesn't end with future prospects are gone. It's that a promise was made. I get to work with BT Jordan that we can't deliver on any longer. So, yep. Sucks. Well, these were the coaching changes that we wanted, right? As well, a the, podcast, yes. As a Christ. Fan base. <laughs> He's, um, we're becoming right. The question of how many position coaches would be different this next season. I think we put it at two and a half. We're at two mm-hmm. already. And I, we, uh, we technically we lost an assistant coach to uh, the kicking coach was gone. Um, so there we go. <laughs> um, this is a yeah, monkey paw situation. I think for MSU football fans. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just a reminder to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I just, what did he accomplish at Michigan State this last season? I mean, he was big the for recruiting. a couple of recruits. Fine, but that's not what the NFL needs him to do. They need him to develop talent. I mean, he has this resume. He's worked with some big names, TJ Watt, other guy, Von Miller. Um, Clowning. But what did he do this year? What what changed? I guess the, the Seahawks had their eye on him for some time and the position finally came open. I mean, he's the Michigan state is, was a, is a bizarre stopover for him. And other than I'm sure he likes Mel Tucker and probably liked a lot of what Mel Tucker was doing. I hope he did. Worst yeah, case scenario. Too. No one else was willing yeah. to give him that chance. No one else was giving him that opportunity. I, under, I understand that. But my, my point is again, back to what did he accomplish that makes him attractive to the league? And Maybe nothing. Maybe he didn't have to do anything, but it just seems like, was that always his goal? I guess my fear is, my fear is people are leaving because the emperor has no clothes. And I'm really, really concerned about that. So I hope that that's just, okay. I mean, that would be what it is if if it was a lateral move, but this is by any account a step up and one that MSU can't really compete Compete against. against. 
Yeah. Even if they could financially, coaching in the NFL is its own draw. And and con- yeah. considering he's more of a, it, this it, I don't I don't mean this as a pejorative, but like is more of a trainer, in the mm-hmm. sense that it's technique and fundamentals. It's not so much X's and O's. Um, that being able to work with elite athletes at that level. The curious flip side of this, though, is they must be paying him a lot of money for him to lose his entire book of business. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you Seattle is not interested in him coaching anyone right. else in the yeah. league. Yeah, his camp was going to be in two weeks. Uh, I don't think those guys are coming to campus anymore, even if BT Jordan is still here for one reason or another at yeah. that time. I I don't think they're making it here. <laughs> There's yeah, uh, some BT. extra hotel rooms available that weekend in East Lansing now. Could you imagine that BT's got like brass knuckles in his padded thing for when players <laughs> from opposing teams come to do the hand sparring? <laughs> Just like <laughs> get the injury uh, while you can. Um, no, it's a it's a bummer. Uh, I I certainly I think it, Plum. Your your question is a fair one about like what was the on field result, but either way, it was a good story to be part of. I'm excited for the guy. Yeah. He's going yep. to live a dream. Uh, yep. And look, if you're a good coach, coaches will always use you as a stepping stool. Now, we we mm-hmm. want to see that good coach from Mel Tucker. But like yep. Saban loses like his entire staff, it seems like every year and is just yep. fine. So, yep. you know, you got to you got to push people up if you want to be considered a great coach. And so good for BT. Um, let's do uh, let's do some hockey. Oh, uh, hockey. Oh, Jaden also. Reed. It's just, just the say, eye. And, serious, serious eye injury. And his 40 time was maybe really elite. Yeah, I only saw the unofficial time. Has the official time come out yet? yet? I saw people take right? snapshots of him crossing the line at a 4 2 1. Wow. Well, we'll see. So I haven't seen the official time, but. <laughs> There's um, also Bryce Berenger out there just booming kicks with that. Booming. Luscious dad bot of his giving Ooh. us all hope. Delicious. Truly, I was I was like, you have access to a world-class nutrition and fitness program. <laughs> and you know what? I respect you, man. He's like, it's, there's it's no reason all I can't about have a physics, state. right? It is He's all able about to physics. take that mass and put it into the ball. It's the center I of gravity seen. question. Don't yep. don't disturb the center of gravity. Don't do it. So but like if Pat McAfee hasn't discovered Bryce Barringer yet, someone should like, I don't want to listen to Pat McAfee, but I will watch the YouTube like highlight clip where Pat McAfee talks about the dad bod of Bryce Barringer and how someone should pick him up. Anyway, um, let's, do, let's that do that hockey. Shall we? So this is hot off the press. This just ended uh, basically as we were hitting record uh, MSU advances past Notre Dame in the Big Ten tournament. It's first time advancing in the Big Ten tournament. We're indeed winning in the Big Ten tournament. That's impressive. Um, But won two games at Notre Dame uh, in South Bend. uh, And bro, this most recent game, the game three, St. Cyr played out of his gourd, man. Like... That I don't know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the number of shots on goal that Notre Dame had, and some of them were like really good shots on goal that he was able to just get back and get a pad in front of. And um, 
Very, very impressive play from a guy that has something to prove against Notre Dame, I suppose. So, well, good 30, for him. to your point, 37 saves for Mr. St. Cyr today. And uh, notably, a giant stretching pad save on a uh, potential goal by Grant Silianoff that would have cut their the Irish's deficit to just one. So, again, we always talk about key moments in games. Mm-hmm. key saves key rebounds key shots um, key plays on third down key plays our, on third down keys out of our pocket <laughs> so gotta love it 37 fucking saves so that's the real deal yeah the unfortunate news is that uh, now this team gets to go to minnesota to, to play another series this is a it's good thing you know why no, they're going to beat Minnesota because we didn't get our chance to beat Minnesota. They are going to have our comeuppance for us. Yes, Tom Izzo is going to go meet with the hockey team. Yes, Transitive property on the transitive property, I guess. That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to finish this sentence I was going to say. Yeah, well. uh, so, I mean, game one, a little tough, um, but games two and three, MSU kind of controlled them and and – managed to win so watch this team um unfortunately i think next weekend is probably still your last opportunity to do that uh but i could be wrong about that um but there are some spartan teams that aren't messing around with the big 10 tournament that are just winning that thing already uh plum we had we had a big 10 champion crown this week we had uh co are they co yeah, they are technically co. But, uh, but still, women's gymnastics. I didn't. I don't know if women's gymnastics. If we need to add the word women's on that, but um, we can. Uh, co-champions of the Big Ten, uh, ranked number thirteen overall, just shattered the school record um, from their most recent meet. Five scoring. school records, friend. Fi- oh, five, five school records. Record. Good so, lord. Just, but, I'll just fill in for you real quick. Two perfect tens. Yeah. Go so ahead. that's those are a couple of the records. Nikki Smith a ten on the vault, and yep. um, is it Jory Jackard Jacquard a ten on the bars, uh, and then broke a one ninety eight, which is an all time high uh, for and Michigan just, State as a team score. And just the eighth team in the country this season to surpass that one hundred ninety eight uh, point mark. So, uh, yeah, five records. Unbelievable. Uh, we genuinely need to get a gymnast on next year uh, to, like, explain scoring to people. Because, <laughs> yes, like, no, I mean, it, I look and you're like, what you just did was impressive as hell and you didn't fall yeah. down. So, right. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what, uh, but, I mean, th- these ladies are fantastic. They are. So much yep. fun to watch. And so if you're in the East Lansing area on Saturday, <clears throat> I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to go women, watch the women play at seven o'clock at Jenison. They're taking on Northern Illinois. It is their senior day. Uh, go and celebrate the women's gymnastics team. Uh, they're doing great stuff and you'll still have plenty of time to watch us uh, win the semifinal in the big 10 tournament. And it's uh, spring break right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There we go. So sports campuses, campuses, uh, you know, Calm. Calm. There was a lot of snow, but it's all gone now. It's nice. Ah, look at that. There we go. Just wet and gray, that kind of a thing. No, it 
was snowy today, Michael. Thank you very much, you East Coast piece of trash. No one yes. likes you or cares no about does. you. No one, no cares. one cares about you. No one cares. Least of which, us. us. And by us, I, I mean humanity. No one loves you. People, people think I come here to talk sports. It's for the emotional abuse. <laughs> Someone has to. If, if you're not hating me, I can't feel loved. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, should we go off Grand River for, mm-hmm. uh, for a minute? Yes. yes. Uh, there are uh, three things on the outline. We do not have to talk about all of them. So I'll let you all choose what we, what we talk about here. So, uh, I mean, MSU has announced that it's going to make some security updates uh, across campus. Um, well, rather, it's uh, accelerating uh, changes that were already uh, on the docket. So, key card access is being rolled out. Um, sec- you know, expanded security camera coverage um, and a mandatory active violence training for students. So, that is an unfortunate reality. Uh, as a result of what happened here. Yeah. Jonesy, anything on that yeah. subject you want to add? No. I, this just bums a bummer. me out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, um, like I, I think you and I have talked about this. I don't think we've talked about it on, on the podcast that, um, you know, being the East Coast elite that I am, the school I went to for law school is set in a very different environment than Michigan state. Um, and, you know, the, the whole campus is lit up to daytime visibility conditions at night. You know, there's a security guard at every door, there's a key card and, and it is a different emotional connection with the campus because Mm -hmm. of those things. And so, you know, uh, I, it sounds like all of this was coming eventually and it's more of a reflection on, uh, where we've, gotten to in the world of whose responsibility it is to prevent uh things like this from happening um so i am i'm sad in a uh just it, it's sort of a an extension of uh, it's certainly not taking away anyone's freedoms but it's it's the campus is less free right um and not Correct. in a bad way it's it's you know you're you're balancing safety and freedom and but uh that the the landscape and the architecture of the of the campus was part of the community it was accessible to the public and and i th- i think we there was something really cool about sort of being that that beacon of of research and uh education and uh culture that was accessible to all who were there mm-hmm. um and that has to change and and it's going to be uh you know, a whole generation of kids that have already been doing active shooter training that will just have another one that they got to do. Um, and that, that stinks too. So it just sucks. Yeah. Uh, there are elements of MSU that I've appreciated that will change as a result of this. Uh, my access as a non-student to things like the union um, may change. I remember when I was shopping for universities, my parents and I snuck in uh, a big classroom at Wells. Uh, and I have to imagine that would be much more difficult to do now. You sort of have to trail someone in the door. Um, but uh, I, I broke into Spartan Stadium 
when we were in college in the middle of the night, like, cause they had like a loose chain link fence on it. Right. That dude, like, when there's construction at Spartan stadium and there's almost always construction at Spartan stadium these days is easy to get in that building. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, it, it just, there, uh, uh, it's hijinks and shenanigans. Uh, you know, I, I think you link to being a 18 to 22 or in Joey Hauser's case, 30 year old. Um, and you, it is what it is. I don't, it is what it is. It sucks. It does suck. Other things that suck. Uh, I think it's the position of this podcast that this is a bit of a mistake, but, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine will no longer be required for students, uh, going to MSU. The thing that's odd about this to me is that there were a number of vaccinations that I had to get up to date before I could be a yeah. student, Michigan State. I, re- I remember this happening because uh, I was like, wait, I got to get like four shots to go to college. What? Pardon me? Uh, and And it's not like you can blame it on the idea that there's going to be a seasonal variant rollout because you could just say you can't enroll in spring semester unless you have your flu and COVID shot. It's, it's an easy fix. I'm at a loss. I, (laughs) you have a virus, which is disproportionately killing people compared to any other coronavirus that exists. It's disproportionately impacts people of color and other low-income, vulnerable, and marginalized populations. We know that the vaccine is good. Mm -hmm. We know that it prevents the loss of life. And we know that it statistically does not lead to any kind of malady or long-term negative impact or side effect. There's none of that. None of that. And the university has a policy, in fact, a commitment to requiring students to get some kinds of vaccines to enroll, not least of which is meningitis, because we know that the meningococcal series is effective, safe, and in the long term prevents avoidable loss of life. So one has to ask the question, why? When we are still, when we're reeling from death on this campus, reeling from death, would you roll back something that saves, that, saves that, that saves lives? Why would you do that? For what reason would you do that? Who is asking you to do that? Now, I work in healthcare. For us, uh, the flu shot and the... Uh, uh, COVID vaccine are conditions of employment. We won't hire employees who don't have them, and we will release and separate employees who refuse to have them because they are obvious. They are common sense. I, I, I don't know. So real quick, just to steal man this whole case, if you, I already said this, but if you go on the Twitter announcement of it, there's scores of comments saying, finally catching up with the science on this. Is there any science at all 
that suggests that the COVID vaccine is ineffective or is unnecessary? No, (laughs) no, there is no legitimate science. If folks are pointing to the reality that like the flu shot, folks still get the flu. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, the flu shot still saves lives by preventing the complications that land you in the hospital. Remember, you've got folks who go to the hospital, mm-hmm. who went to the hospital with COVID and survived after having been ventilated. Do you know how many more people would have survived if they hadn't acquired a hospital-based infection? Yeah. If they hadn't had renal failure or sudden organ failure or an embolism or a clot or a heart attack or anything else while they were in the hospital. This is the full picture that folks don't give a fuck about because it doesn't fit whatever assholeish narrative they have. If you're listening to this and you don't have an advanced degree in public health or biology, shut the fuck up. You don't know how to read statistical. Just shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot and you're telling on yourself. You sound stupid. Um, It's disappointing. It's disappointing. The evidence points to the fact that these save lives, they reduce serious illness, they reduce hospitalizations, and in reducing those things, think about it. What happened to people? What happened to car accident victims? What happened to gunshot victims? What happened to people with heart attacks in the height of the pandemic? Mm -hmm. They were dying because they couldn't receive care. Anything we can do to decompress hospitals, emergency departments, Every tool that we have that we want to have at our disposal. So just a note, one that I think I've already made on this podcast, but early in the pandemic, I was talking to a friend from college. I have other friends from college, by the way. It's just not just the two of you is a doctor. And he was talking about how one of the benefits he was hoping of this is that we there'd be wider adoption of the flu vaccine Uh because the number of people that die from flu every year is unnecessary. If we mm-hmm. as a society were better at getting flu vaccine, mm-hmm. fewer people would die every year from flu complications or other issues surrounding flu. So uh, that didn't come to pass. <laughs> In fact, Again. maybe the pendulum swung the other way on that. Things are even worse than they were before. Uh, but Just yeah. remember where we were in March, April, May of 2020. Mm-hmm. Openly wondering, when will our lives get back to normal? When will we have a vaccine? The science, it is miraculous that we live in a world that can establish and develop and, and, and take the nuance necessary to adapt the science they had around mRNA vaccines mm-hmm. to create what they did, um, Moderna and Pfizer and, and the like. Unbelievable. Without the vaccines, we aren't back to this kind of normal, whatever this is. It's effectively normal-ish that we live in now. That doesn't happen without vaccines. So now to all of a sudden be like, oh, I don't need them anymore. What cognitive dissonance are you living in? And and for people who say, well, that's my body. It's my choice. And if I want to die of the flu, then I want to, and I want to die of COVID, but it isn't. It's the same reason why we require you to wear a seatbelt. It's the same reason why we require or should require folks to wear helmets because it's helmets on motorcycles. It's not just you. (laughs) It's not just you. And it's, and it's not even just the contagion factor. Oh, I got COVID and I stayed at home. And so I couldn't give it to anybody. 
When your disease escalates and you have to go to the hospital, you are one person using one bed that now is not available for that sick child dying of cancer. For my grandmother who just had a heart attack. It, it, it is a parade of horribles, but they're not – we see this in healthcare every single day. So these are selfish decisions. They're not born in science. Vac- these vaccines are common sense. They are safe. They are effective. They should be mandatory. And the U- Michigan State University should be absolutely ashamed in the midst of the death that we are reeling from that they're taking actions to make life less secure. Shame on them. Yeah, I thought we were done with Pat O'Keefe. Turns out some of his ideas still around. Um, let's put a pin in the Gupta lawsuit. Uh, former business dean uh, Gupta is uh, suing the university, even though he's still a, as I understand it, employee of the university. Uh, just not in the capacity that he would like. So <laughs> we'll come back around to that. Um, unless you guys really want... Uh, Plum, we've already sounded off on one topic. Should we save this for next week? We can do. Yeah. Okay. Thumbs up. Um, should we do? Well, we can't preview, can we? What are we going to preview? Oh no! Oh no! We can't preview. <laughs> oh. Oh, crack! Twitter questions. Done, it is. You've done so much work. All right. First Twitter question from Ali: What is going to happen to the football team's social media content without BT Jordan? Jonesy, this uh, one's for you. I don't consume most of the football team's social media content, so. I think this is largely actually a dig at um, what's one of the dum-dums uh, who writes for the recruiting services? EJ Holland? Don't uh, know who that person for, is. Uh, one of the folks who writes for one of the U of M recruiting sites um, mm-hmm. uh, implied that uh, BT Jordan is nothing more than in Instagram clout chaser. Um, despite the evidence that like that dudes from the NFL train with them, like this isn't, um, but, uh, I don't know. We're going to see a lot less like random circles of guys taking one step at a time and then lunging inward. Uh, <laughs> like, um, and Hey, like, I don't, I think we'll probably get other questions on this, but it's Mel Tucker is coaching cornerbacks because we had Brandon Jordan. Right. So without Brandon Jordan, this does mean that we get to make another hire. It's a lot later in the cycle than you'd like it to be, but this isn't necessarily the end of the world. Um, We might've been able to use coaches at other places on the field that BT Jordan was taking a spot. So I'm not happy to see him go by any means, but if you're looking for a silver lining, Maybe the head coach shouldn't be coaching a position group. Next up from Ali, is it legal to kiss the Spartan logo twice? Asking for my friend Bison Faulkner. Uh, The answer, (laughs) I I believe Joey. Faulkner. Faulkner. Yeah. Uh, I believe Joey probably should have kissed the Spartan head and then turned around and been like, see Tyson, that's how it works. Right. That's how you do it. He did. He did it last year. Right. Is that, that's confirmed. He, he did. He did. He was surprised to be subbed out. Okay. Uh, and then also it, it said, snuck up on him last year. Well, no, no, no. This year that he expected year, to stay in the game uh, and therefore uh, not. Yeah. And then he felt like everyone expected him to. And so he did it. And I mean, I don't have a problem with him doing it twice. No, I don't either. He earned, well, he earned it. 
He did earn it, and they can kiss that fucker as many goddamn times as they want. And the last thing I'll say about this is ESPN should be ashamed of itself. I don't know what AV tech issue, what someone holding a microphone. (laughs) We forgot to talk about that. Oh, my God. It was a solid like three minutes of game left. They couldn't resolve it. You couldn't restart. There's not a restart button somewhere. Also, every year. The broadcasting crew has no idea that it's going to happen. Every year they're surprised by it. It's happened our entire lives. How are you still surprised by it? It's one of the coolest things that happens in college basketball. I believe we're the only team that does it. It's not hard. If you know some obscure stat from 25 years ago, why can't that same team be like, Oh, also, it says here that they have this thing that they do uh, at the end of games. Uh, We should have a package of notable MSU alums that have done this, Uh, but they don't. They're God. God, I can't wait until we're done with ESPN forever. I have for a long time. I was a little bit worried about losing kind of the 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 brain space of ESPN. Like, obviously, they're just going to become. They're going to become Russia today for the SEC. Um, but <laughs> That's I don't think it like truly, I don't think it matters. Like they're hemorrhaging watch, you know, eyeballs. Uh, they put out a terrible product. I was at Crunchies this week and they were doing the pregame for like some NBA game. And the analysts were just standing on the floor for 45 minutes before the game started. This is what was on ESPN. It was just four dudes standing on an NBA court for 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> awful product. Uh, can't wait till they're gone. And, oh, uh, I, I think Disney. we do need to give credit for the guys who were back in the studio. They're I think like, they all still of a sudden were, I have to do commentary. I got to do my job. <laughs> and, and, and yet they were still more in front of the play than Will Teeman was. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> God help us. And they were behind. <laughs> yeah. Finally, so. from Ali, from Ali, uh, I was in Canada for the return of listener questions. But if I were in a country with real internet access, I would have asked, "How you guys holding up? You all right?" And for those that don't know, Canada has metered internet access everywhere. So maybe Ali ran out after streaming the games. Uh, Wait, is this a real thing? Yeah, they as much as frustrating as the limited number of ISPs are in the States in Canada, it's even worse. It's like bell runs everything as I understand it. So it's not uncommon to have like metered access in the home and certainly on the mobile phone as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. Definitely went to my wife's uncle's house a number of times and asked if it was cool to stream MSU games. And he was like, yeah, sure. I have no idea if it was actually cool or not because he was just like, go for it. We just won't use the internet for the rest of the month. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs email? Uh, But anyway, Ali, appreciate the question. Uh, I think we're all doing okay. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, next up, Dan Hellpepper. Am I crazy for believing that Hogard, Walker, Akins, Hall, Hauser are MSU's best five players and that they should not ever be allowed on the floor at the same time? Oh, interesting. Am I reading that correctly? Wow. That he's saying I think you are. essentially no, no small ball. No small ball. Ah, 
Uh, yeah, uh, the small ball lineup. I I know that there's a service out there that will show you the measurables by lineup. Uh, I know that it's not great. The measurables on it. I have I don't have that information in front of me. Um, but it doesn't have that Madi's motor and heart. Mm. Well, also Madi's turned into a halfway decent screener. Mm-hmm. Like and so Boards, much baby. With that, with that wide stance, you get that, yeah. that wide stance that you could whistle every time, but they can't. They can't. <laughs> uh, I also think that for whatever reason, when we go small, the team is terrible at switching. Absolutely terrible. Uh, so they just haven't played it very much. I mean, think about how much game time Hall and Aikens missed this season. Like they haven't had a chance to practice this nearly enough for it, for it to have chemistry. So I'm with you, Dan, no more. Uh, next up from Dan, uh, would you want MSU to pull the stuff of the stuff you of D seems about to pull to get Antoine Davis, the all time scoring record? If not, would you do it for Drew Neitzel? I'm guessing uh, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, Dan Pepper is way. Uh, so, yeah. So, so. Antoine Davis is a guard playing for University of Detroit Mercy who's three points shy of breaking or at least minning, hitting Pete Maravich's scoring record. record. Breaking it. So, and they fell short in their, in the whatever, what is it, Horizon League. Uh, So, in the tournament, after they lost to Youngstown State, I guess. So, the question is, are they going to, whatever, back up whatever brings truck it costs to go to the CBI in order to get the kid a couple more points? And it looks like they might. The, the thing is, if my understanding is correct, Pistol Pete Maravich did that record in two years and did it without the three-point line. So... Right. Like... Right. Right. Yeah. You, you might have the numbers, but you don't have it. You to answer your question directly, though, uh, Dan, I do yeah, recall sorry. Izzo will do things to get players like triple doubles. Yeah. Izzo will do things to get players... I think Draymond, someone's body, as it turned out, got like sacrificed so that so that Draymond could get a triple double one time. I don't remember exactly what it was. Was it that like was that was that how Dawson hurt himself in that Ohio State game or something like that way back in the know. day? It was anyway. Um, is a will do these types of things for individual accolades. Uh, I've seen it happen before. Hmm. Um, and if anyone could get a, a, a Brinks truck, it, it would be time as though. Um, 100%. I, and yes. Nitzel? Yeah, 100%. Our favorite Drew, this podcast's favorite Drew, Drew Nitzel. Right. The true Drew. True Drew. True <laughs> Drew. Uh, I was also at uh, the Riv this week, and we were sitting underneath a signed Drew Stanton Spartan flag. And Did I was you like, take it? I'm there and I could feel his aura coming off of it. Uh, And so I listened to his podcast. uh, Oh God. It sounded truly awful. It sounded (laughs) awful. (laughs) They host it from some. It's about the NFL. He hosts it with some other retired NFL guy. They seem to go to a restaurant on like a Tuesday morning, have some wings (sighs) and some beers and just talk about the NFL. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you think we could yeah. reach out I can see, see if we this. Can get on our I can see the wheels, Michael. I can That's see us. the wheels. We're the live right now. We don't talk about strategy on the podcast. Peanut barrel for breakfast. 
That's nice. Next up from Joe Ashworth. I can't take the idea that the program's culture and identity were lost with the canceled 2020 tournament and cash slash Tillman leaving. If you look back at MSU's performance over the last three years, current roster and incoming class, it is safe to say the culture is back. I mean, we've been saying this all year. This team's got some dog in them, right? It's the Joey Hauser culture, baby. Wet hay. <laughs> wet hay culture. Yeah. No longer Spartan dogs. Uh, just wet hay. Just wet hay. Wet hay for life. Hey, hey, Baylor's. That's that's really what we are. Uh, I I agree. I I mean this this is obviously a program sort of back ascending again. Um, I think back, we talked about next, this after the last, last year's tournament too. That AJ like can he be that leader anyway? Of all the things that we've done in this podcast, one of the things I think we got the most right was the episode changing of the Hogard, like in a lot of different ways, not just. Not just the word play, but also like the fact that he was taking over that team. And also he was, this would be kind of remembered partially as like AJ's era, you know, era, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I feel good about that one. Don't go back and double check anything else we've ever done. Um, (laughs) Next from Joe Ashworth. uh, Consider for a moment that Izzo isn't simply stubborn, but in fact, an unmatched galaxy brain thinker. Would you believe the reason he didn't aggressively pursue a transfer off last offseason was to preserve roster space for the two-thirds of Hall, Hauser, and Walker to return in 23-24? Well, if by two-thirds you mean three-thirds of Hall, Hauser, and Walker to return in 23-24, you're absolutely correct. The other reason that he didn't pursue a uh, transfer was because he knew that he was going to have to put Pierre Brooks into the portal and he didn't want to have to do that to more than one person. I will point out that he could have gotten someone with one year of eligibility. It turned out that after all, um, what's his name ended up kind of playing that role. Um, but, uh, uh, Carson Cooper kind of ended up playing that role, but, um, still could have gotten a guy that wouldn't be coming back. Carson Cooper was a huge liability but he had a, he's had moments over the course of the season as well yes he uh, has. finally from joe ashworth should i care at all what happens in the big 10 tournament or is it stay healthy the only thing that matters how much do you care about a, a banner i mean i just don't know that this team is going to be no, no, no. that's but that's not the question like i assume Let's even assume Question we get to the for Sweet you guys. 16. Big 10 tournament banner or Final Four banner? Which do you prefer? Final Four. Yeah. Not a national championship banner, a Final Four. No, Final, Final Four. Four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, oh, wait. Big 10 tournament. You said Big 10 tournament banner, right? Yes. Okay. That's, uh, that's easy. Yeah. I mean, season champ does hit different than a Big 10 tournament banner but okay. i still take the, the final, I, I, also, I still take the I'm, final four i'm with plum all right as long as we're on this thought experiment regular season turn regular season big 10 banner or final four still final four but i final it's four. closer yeah. than the other way okay. than the tournament but, yeah by, the tournament oh, doesn't oh, really matter too. yeah but next why can't up, we have both why not both all right. Next up from Monopoly. Speaking of basketball attorneys and dance, although I don't know where she was speaking of those, which co-host is on point in analyzing what the team needs square needs to square up for success? Fast 
quote, breaks or simple, quote, tap ends to win and hoping no, quote, slaps in the face. I think that there's a message hidden in there, but I I am concerned that it is deranged. It's what is square dance, break dance, tap dance. It's because I said we're going uh, dancing in the, the prompt. Uh, where does is there a slap dance? Slap dance? Why slap happy? Slaps, why is slaps in there? Is slap dance real? Slap dance. You, and also You've slap danced point. before. And also on point. Is on point a That's dance? ballet. That's ballet. Uh, but is ballet dance? About this any, I've, we've gotten so lost on what the actual question is that I don't care anymore. My apologies yes, to ask Joey. But I heard <laughs> that yesterday was National Sons Day. How did you celebrate or how were you celebrated? Twas not. Next. Three. So many houses businesses in southeastern Michigan, again without power, and even the Breslin Center's when audio went out during Saturday's game. Yeah, I did so like how they blamed Breslin Center for this. The, which they it later came out. Uh, it was all ESPN. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah at, least at least have the, the Breslin Center say like, nah, no audio from Breslin Center. Then it's vague. But mm-hmm. when they were like. Breslin Center's having difficulty with audio. It's like, shut up. This only happens to you, you idiots. You're not fooling anyone. After, well, after the, uh, after the siren or the shot clock alarm or whatever went off for like four minutes straight. Uh, uh, that happened? They, yeah, earlier this season, the, the, the buzzer went off for like four minutes straight and they couldn't figure out how to get it to turn off. Ends up, you unplug it, you blow on it, and you put it back in and it's just fine. Sure. So. <laughs> Shot clock buzzers are like NES cartridges in that way. That's right. Uh, anyway, Mimopoli, I saw your YouTube link. I didn't click on it. Uh, oh, that's sad. It was gay porn. Okay, next up. <laughs> YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. That's the best kind. YouTube's gay it's, porn. It's, it's just, it was kind of flying under the radar there. Yeah. It's really, it's where you go to find the best stuff, I'm told. I don't obviously use that. So <laughs> next up at Jason Paniatowsk. Paniatowsk. That's Paniatowsk. actually exactly how he uh, I thought so. pronounces it with all with those, all those the, the spacing and the hesitation. Yeah, that's right. At Jason Paniatowsk. Hi Jason. What seniors? Hi Jason. Thanks for your question. We welcome you. What seniors are most likely to return next season? Well, we've asked and answered <laughs> all yeah. three. Uh, do we all just three. want to officially go on the record? Uh, all three. There we go. Don't I'm on the record as all three. Do you guys don't think that Joey Hauser is coming back? I don't think. Joey's no. Back. no. So I think the, there's a the, chance the, of the other guys, but Joey Hauser's not coming. I think the there's pot, a chance I, Joey Hauser gets drafted. The pot is unanimous that Tyson Walker is coming back. We are mixed on. We're manifesting that. We're also starting an NIL fund to get that to yes. happen. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Send us your money up and, and we'll hire Tyson Walker. Yeah, we could, you know what? If you would be very weird about getting listeners to contribute to the show, but if it was for Tyson to come on for like five minutes and we just gave him all of the money, all the money, finders fee, then mm-hmm. we would, uh, you know, we'd be saviors yeah. of the program. Send us money. And if anyone gives us money, 
we'll we'll reach out to Tyson Walker and ask him if he wants to record a bit. If, he, if he wants right. some money. Do you want money? People love money. All right, next up, CV Bagel. To prepare for, is this their first time? CV Bageling? Yeah, Cedar Village Bagel. I Cedar Village so. Bagel. Okay, welcome. Boiled and baked. Delicious. To prepare for March Recovery. Madness, rank the top five games you've seen MSU play in the tournament. Not allowed to burner? count the 2000 title game. Do you Is have to your be burner? there? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I just assumed that this was a... You guys. Oh, like us? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, no, the number no, one no, for no. me that I was also at in the tournament <laughs> was the 2009 uh, UConn game. That game uh-huh. that was a great game. game. Yeah. Jonesy is really pleased right now that, with this question. Uh, the Duke win is another one that stands the out for me. The Cash yep. Duke win. Uh, the Cash. Oh, Cash Duke um, win was a game. Uh, the 2005... No, what was it? Our freshman year. Yeah, 2005 when we beat Duke in the uh, over it was over JJ Redick uh, to get into the um, final four, which I which I went to. <laughs> I I was at there. <laughs> I went to that in St. Louis. I was there. Another one that comes to mind would be the I think it was a Sweet 16 win over uh Maryland that would be uh yes, that would be that the Lucius uh, yeah, Corey Lucius hits that shot at the end of the when game. They were, yeah, they were still in the ACC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what other big games kind of stand out to y'all? Uh, I'm trying to think. There's, I'm, I remember the loss very distinctly because, uh, but the the game before it was fantastic. And I think it was like Louisville we were playing that we ended up losing to. This is going to bug me. They were like a 60% free throw shooting team and shot 90% from the line. I was like, God. Yeah, that's not good, though, Jonesy. This is about good games that we have. Yeah, no, 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 but the one before it is is what I'm blanking on, but it was a, a, I think it was a Sweet 16 game that we lost in the Elite Eight, maybe. There's something seriously broken with your head because you've also cited your favorite MSU football game as a loss to Notre Dame. So, like, we need to figure out. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, know, I know what you're trying to say, but what you brought up was a well, loss. What you said. Not right, that's discussing right. his mm-hmm. losses, right? That's right. Yep, that's so, right. Well, there's yeah. Texas Tech uh, from, uh, what, 2019? Stop. Yes. And, yep. and you must yep. truly, yep. you must stop. Yep. Yep. This is a um, bad, bad person. Uh, CV Bagel. Hopefully, we we had some <laughs> answer your questions. Answer. Your uh, questions. Leave it a Sparty wants to know: Is this also a first time? Long time? No. I we no, no, no. Leave it to Sparty was here last week. Okay. Levitt sorry. My b- Levitt to Sparty. Oh, now I remember. Levitt to Sparty. Who, if any of the seniors, do you think are coming back? We discussed this gut feeling based only on interactions with Izzo slash coaches coaches slash players following kissing the court. Well, and then is kissing on our interactions. Yes. My interactions, kissing Izzo, kissing the players. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Kissing the court. You can't see it, but Uh, I'm doing that. There was speculation that the hall hug was uh, less uh, goodbye and more. See you later. Like see you tonight or like, See you yes, that. The, the weird thing about this is that there's still a team with lots of games, hopefully, to play. <laughs> yes, that's them. right. That's right. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like the end of the season. Uh, yeah. Next up, yeah, from if we won it all, that might change everyone's calculus. Right? True. Mm-hmm. And if we win it all, I don't care who comes back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's I'm right. not coming back. Yeah. yeah. 
We no. that might be the last episode of the that might be the last what episode a way to go out. Yeah. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770, who Mama believes himself with this. Number one, <laughs> when do I watch the Spartans play? When I don't no, no, watch no. the Spartans there play, they win. Should I just take a hit for Spartan Nation and not watch the rest of the season? Yes. yes. Obviously. Yes. I think there was some discussion beneath this about like, we're adults. Why do we believe in this kind of stuff? But it, it doesn't matter if we believe it. The ma- What matters is that it's true so far. So Spartan 18770, you aren't allowed to watch any more games this season. And you also have to think about how you numbered this question and then had no follow-ups. <laughs> so two things. Yep. Uh, you can friend. atone for this. Uh, send us some canine gear, man. Uh, next up, he went and got signatures, and uh, canine was in town. Oh, that's nice. That's great. I will, yeah, I want some. Uh, next up, trouble with the snap or no trouble with the slap. You messed it up, Plum. Oh, this is for you to read. Oh, MSU question MS- haiku for you. MSU question haiku for me, Brandon Jordan. Gone. Now, basketball school again? Tell me I am wrong. Uh, we've been a basketball school all, all year. All year. Yeah, all, all year. Uh, I, I'm going to try to come up with a haiku off the cuff. Let's see if I can. Uh, you are very dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. We're trying to retain listeners, Plum. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I should have ended it with you are very dumb. Uh, thank you for this so happy ask. <laughs> this is really upsetting. Thank you for this ask. We Don't you were, come at Plum. We were never, we were never not that school. Nope. You are very dumb. Okay, next up. Woo! Awful. Mark. Truly awful. <laughs> Uh, his was better, Plum. Truly, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like well done, you. In trouble with the slap. The uh, Smart uh, Mark asks: Last four games, we dribble, drive, and dish to open shooters. Score viele Punkte if German. Many points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I mean that is kind of the basis of uh, of AJ's basketball. game and, and basketball. Like AJ. The, you have to respect his dribble drive to the hole. And yeah. if you don't, he'll score. But if you do, he can dish. He's got, what What was it? 21 assists and two turnovers in the last yep. uh, two games. Those are Cassius Winston numbers right there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's now's the time to be kind of figuring that out in a reliable way. Next what up is for Mark. Getting hot this time of year. What, like... We didn't even talk about that. Something, something is a something, March, something, something. But he's got to stay hot. Uh, Next up, uh, why the hell did it take so long to start doing this? It's so obvious the thing to do. Why didn't we do it before? Player confidence issues or coaching decisions, possibly injury avoidance. I'm not sure the team was great at it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they would produce a lot of turnovers out of those types of moves. Um, I also think Jaden Aiken's getting back to form helps a lot because mm-hmm. now you're talking about yeah. if if AJ drives, that's three dudes on the yes. perimeter that are yep. all shooting insane reliable three point numbers. Yep. That's right. And then and then you got to worry about Madi on a pick and roll. Like I mean, that's Madi yep. can't 
do a ton for you offensively, but he can dunk ball. Like, yep. So yeah, excellent point. Excellent point. That's hundred yeah, percent correct. Probably are underreporting the fact that Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser, and Jay Nakins are all shooting above point forty three percent on threes. Like, yeah, aren't they like three wild. in the top eight in the league? Uh, they must be like 43% is really good on threes. And we have three guys well, I remember, right now. And that's for the season. I mean, if you just took the last four games, uh, Joey might be above Aikens 60%. Is, Aikens is shooting 71% in the last three yeah. games from three. That's right. Yep. And Malik Hall on the season shooting, shooting 41%. Like, which is still elite. <laughs> Yeah, it's still really good. I never would have thought that. Now, a lot of that is like the shots that he decides to take, but still, like, pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah AJ, Malik, honestly, his volume should be a little bit higher. You would want Indeed. Malik's volume to be a little bit higher. Um, Indeed. Next up from listener Mike Jones, who uh, I should have had a drink today. I didn't. I apologize. Uh, Steven Izzo will return next year. Will he finally score in an actual game? Tom should give him the green light to chuck from anywhere until he scores, right? Some Tom's going to pay a coach. There, there will be a buy game, and then Tom will slip a 50 to the coach <laughs> to be like, come on, man. I Just mean, that kind of happened this year, right? Was it the Buffalo game or something? Where there, or or, the no, Brown Northern game? Arizona. Or Northern, Northern Arizona. Arizona? Is that what it was? Yeah, where that guy used it to was get like, staff. yeah, they, they, they well, they, they hacked him right on purpose to send him to the oh, line. Maybe that was Buffalo. Maybe that was Buffalo. I, I just, I remember there was like that unspoken thing between Izzo and their coach and they just gooned Brown. Stevie. Brown. <laughs> Brown. That's right. That's, it would be Brown to do this kind yes. of gooning. Gooning. Um, but, uh, it, you know, that's what happens when you're the designated miss free throw guy. Um, next up from Mike Jones, uh, guards update last four games, Aiken, uh, Hogard and Walker averaging 53 points per game, 13 assists, eight rebounds, shooting 64% from three and 84% from the free throw line. How long can this continue straight on three to the natty? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're going to hate me for, uh, bringing up villains again but uh is it shabazz napier napier who Mm -hmm. went just ham at the end of the season like could not be stopped and uh why why can't it be us why can't it be us uh next up from mike jones would you like to see joey set the school record by coming back again next year and kissing the spartan logo for a third time doesn't he already have the school Record <laughs> for kissing the sport. For kissing the sport. Yeah. This is setting a record that will never be broken. <laughs> yeah. It would be very tough to break that record. Uh, and it would require a COVID year type situation, which I hope to God we never see in our lives ever again. <laughs> or a freshman uh, just coming in and kissing the logo. Yeah. Just to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre Brooks. Can you mentioned like, Jeremy Pierce next year. Nah, nah. Uh, and, uh, finally Mike Jones set up an ESPN, uh, tournament bracket pool for us this year again. Thank you, Mike Jones. So we'll make sure the credentials for that are out there when, you know, next week when it's tourney time. Uh, that's very nice. Thank you, Mike Jones. Um, next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants, victims and justice are infinitely more important than sports. 
But do you think the Nassar scandal affected the performance of MSU's teams and allowed mediocre programs to exist without accountability before Haller? Interesting. I think those teams that you're referring to, Mr. Erotic Pants, that were mediocre, were mediocre well before the Nassar stuff hit. Mm. I think it's because like, uh, uh, Hollis just didn't care. Yeah, softball was bad. The gym, the then gymnastics coach that was fired and served uh, prison time was yeah. already bad. I don't know how she was yeah. employed right. regardless of anything. Yep. Um, soccer, Plum, anything you want to say about MSU we've, soccer we've, teams? We've talked about, I mean, and you know I love that. I love Tom Saxton. He's a great, fantastic individual. Not an effective coach at, I mean, a, a fantastic human and probably was an excellent coach in a lot of ways, but um, neither of the men's or women's program um, were good. And Damon Rensing, the men's coach, is a, a is actually a bad human. Um, so, yeah, just really, uh, ooh, really striking. I think there was an idea, and this will be interesting if we get certain media members back maybe sometime in the, in the summer to talk about this concept. I think there was an idea that this athletic department can only sustain X number of winning programs at a given time. And the... Yep. Then athletic directors decided to go all in on football and basketball. Yep. And it carrying worked. capacity. And it, well, it did work. I mean, it, to an extent it worked uh, until it didn't. And then when mm-hmm. it did, it, the, it all came crashing down. So Alan Haller proving that uh, there is no such thing as winning carrying capacity and good for him. I think the program that was hurt the most by this idea was hockey. And now mm-hmm. we're just sort of seeing it come out of yep. that. Yep. Uh, next up from Mr. Erotic Pants, aside from women's soccer, which was good, MSU men's hoops was its winningest team sport. Michael Jones, does that give you a warm feeling? I don't know that that's possible if the gymnastics team just got a co-Big Ten championship. Well, it depends on what his sample size for winning is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like winning. Always. So I'll take all winning. Thank you. So yes, it gives Good me a hot take, feeling. Michael Jones. This is why Mr. Erotic Pants gave you this question because he knew you'd come up with a hot, mm. sizzling take. Like I prefer to win like, over to lose. It's like a warm bowl of oatmeal. It's just. <laughs> mm. It's my favorite, personally. Uh, <laughs> and finally, that's as close Mr. Erotic Pants. Scoop. Uh, does my Broncos rally towel arouse your lust or envy? <laughs> There's a picture here oh. of a Western rally towel. And yes, that brown is arousing. <laughs> arousing. Uh, they have the worst colors. Uh, the We didn't talk about, by the way, the, the continued uh, Spartan Strong uh, uh, gestures from opposing basketball teams. Uh, I'd mentioned that maybe Thomas Zoshi continue to ask people to wear these shirts. They have. Uh, it's been very nice to see. Um, I don't yeah. know who Tom is, but... Uh, and Nebraska did something actually above and beyond, it looked like, in the pregame ceremony with dimming their, their stadium to green. But Western mm-hmm. did something very kind, uh, I think, at their hockey. Um, what are the their student sections called? I forget. But anyway, that's what made me think of it. That, uh, even you, though we weren't playing them, they did something this week? Oh, no, this was shortly after, after oh, the okay. shooting. Gotcha. But gotcha. It, anyway, that's uh, just uh, it, it's been nice to see that people have been kind, uh, except for Rutger. 
who did truly the bare minimum. And fuck them, and we're glad that they lost to Northwestern today. Ha 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 ha, you stupid sons of bitches. Ha ha ha. Is it official now? We're it is official. We are the four seed, and all things are great. Should we go back and do the previews now that we know for sure? <laughs> That's right. We, well, we already, I mean, we basically, did we, we didn't really talk, oh, we talked about it on the pre-end. Yes, that is correct. So we know that uh, this means that we're going to be playing the 13 and 12 seed, which is Ohio State, Minnesota. Oh, sorry, the 14th seed. So Minnesota's out, right? They don't even make the tournament. Is that right? Nope. All teams make the tournament. 14. All dogs go to heaven. Oh, because there's a 14-11. Got it. So it's Wisconsin-Ohio State. I had it wrong. Wisconsin-Ohio State will play on Wednesday. The winner of that game will play Iowa. The winner of that game will play us at 1230. Uh, no, I'm sorry, at 2.30 on Friday. That's a preview. That's a Kevin Breck preview. Yes. I will be on a plane. That sucks. I do not like this. I do not like it. All right. Did we do John um, Hubbard? I am. Next up from John Hubbard. First, Kenneth Walker stole our hearts. Then he took the entire offense when he went pro. Now he, I assume, convinced Brian and Jordan to join him in Seattle. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good angle, John Hubbard, oh. that I hadn't thought of. Yes. Uh, how much longer until we realize K-9 was the linchpin in a plan to tank MSU football hatched by the deep state? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, so good. People are asking. People, People have asked. asked. This, People have this asked. podcast is just asking questions. That's all. We're just asking the questions. Uh, then finally from KB Wiz. Uh, this is another Kurt. first time? For yeah, Kurt Wisniewski. Yeah, I think so. All right. Kurt, welcome. Kurt, thank you. The Spartan Big Ten basketball season was a gauntlet. Uh, how confident are you that they will make the sweet 16? So well, if right it's now, consecutive, it, that's the hallmark of a champion. So yes, mm. right now I'm guessing if you had to place us somewhere, it would be like on the six, seven seed. Does that seem fair? Yes. I think we had a lot of, we had to move quite a bit to move up to the six. So mm-hmm. I think we were closer to being like the last, the last seven. So maybe seven or eight. Uh, yeah, that, which that's means, more likely. Which means what you're you're playing? Is that the three in that one? I don't have a bracket in front of me. I'm trying to like picture it in my head. Uh, I'm just trying to pull sure. up any bracket. Hold on, I got. Honestly, right you would take that. What was the question? Sorry. Where, if you were the six or the seven, where would you end up? So we were, well, we were a seven last year. So we all remember that we ended up against number two Duke. Yes. Um, so if you were the eight, that would end up against, uh, against the number one seed. Number one seed. Yep. So, so you want that six because it gets you the three, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's get up to that six. Let's do that six. Let's get a win. I don't know if one Yeah, the double buy weirdly might hurt us. Or Butgers being a Butger might hurt us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 Next hmm. up from the KB Wiz, with the loss of BT Jordan, does this put a knife into us getting David Stone? That is what we were dancing around before. Now it's here explicitly on the pod. Indeed. Yes. He did. We did. <laughs> we all did. I mean, almost certainly it does, right? 
So, yeah. Hope uh, Springs Eternal. Yeah, there we go. Maybe he spent enough time on campus that he fell in love with it and nothing else matters. But that's not well, how things tend to work. No, not at all. Yeah, no, let's go check no, his, no. Uh, his social media and see if it's still a picture of him dressed in MSU gear. Uh, mm. Unlikely. Anyway, uh, this is the happiest about the basketball I think I've felt all season. Um, it's the best time to do it. Although, no, I think right after the first couple games, we felt pretty good about this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. guess this would be about the time that that team has finally gotten to practice and play together for a sustained period of time again. And so, um, I don't know. This is uh, what a time to get hot. Let's hope it continues. Uh, I, I think the thesis of the pod is the Big Ten tournament doesn't matter. So not going to get too upset no matter what happens next week. Uh, I think we just agreed it does matter quite a bit for seeding purposes. So it does not. Okay. Well, we literally just said that. Seeding so for seeding oh, not for the big for the for the for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It does, because there was that argument that it having does. the Big Ten Championship right before the Selection Sunday show hurts the winner of the Big Ten Championship because they almost always have to have that locked in before. The yeah, this is why I'm happens. saying that yep. the double buy, I think, actually hurts us because it yes. would have given us a chance to play worse opponents, get... Because the, it's it's you know the analytics start to matter a lot more, and so we this would have given him a chance to do some stat padding. Um, would a but, neutral site win against like an Iowa? Would that get us a Q one win? Where are they in the net? I don't know. I don't have the net in front of me. It's the last thing I can imagine ever having up in front of me. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe. All right. So. All right. Guys, anyway, go it's green. the postseason. It's uh, we've only got well, like six more of these episodes yeah. before uh, off oh, topic season. We gotta say one. We gotta say one other thing. Uh, for those who are still listening for some reason, uh, we'll be unlocked on Spartans this week. So yeah, oh, yeah we have to say that. Yeah, gotta say yeah, it. Yeah. You, you just cut this and put it up in earlier. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, yeah, earlier. Uh, we'll be on with Sheehan uh tomorrow. That. Uh, so or tomorrow night so it'll come out tuesday or wednesday it sounds like so uh, be sure to check that out uh after you listen to this anyway go green guys go right with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.